Welcome into the Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike and Doppel here with Kelly Patrick. We'll be joined by Ashley Miller really soon. We are brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, where the J stands for Justice. Personal injury attorney called Brandon for all of your personal injury needs. And uh, we're here talking sports on a, what's going to be an incredibly awesome sports day, Kelly. you ready for today? I am. The, uh, what, what, what do we have to look forward to? There's a NASCAR race that Daytona concludes? 500 today. Yes. It's not going to be a good one for the Bush brothers. No. Obviously, Kurt Busch... Um, doesn't look like he might be racing anytime soon, unless he's on the Chris Jones uh, uh, plan. And then uh, Kyle Busch getting in a really nasty wreck. I'm sure we'll be hearing, hopefully, from Carolina Steve, though, to break it all down for us. I'm looking for a new NASCAR driver. Who did you cheer for? Who, who, who was previously your guy? Casey Kane was my guy when he was with the Dodge team because uh, I, I knew a guy on his pit crew. Really? And so I would go and, I, and, and watch Casey Kane and... I actually went to four or five NASCAR events, and Casey actually won won one of them. Um, but now I drive a Ford Fusion, and uh, I want to I want to cheer for someone who drives the same car I do, right? So a Ford Fusion that I bought from Oxmoor Ford. Is that how it should determine? Oh, did you? Awesome. Yeah. Oxmoor so, Ford Lincoln Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. 1450-384-1450. Give us a call. Anything you want to talk about this morning? Floyd Manny, the announcement. Kentucky basketball, Louisville basketball. Two weeks left in the college basketball season, so we're we're down to the wire of you know where it's, and and Louisville now is battling North Carolina for who's going to get that fourth or fifth seed in the ACC tournament. I mean that's a, it's a big deal. Louisville doesn't have an easy road to end their schedule, but neither really does North Carolina. They got a couple of games. They both dropped a game they shouldn't have dropped. Are you a little worried as a loyal fan that Louisville's dropping a couple of these games that they shouldn't have dropped and they didn't look great yesterday? I mean. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of reason for skepticism this year for the cards. Yeah. No question. I mean, this is usually the type of time of year when they're starting to hit the stride and roll a little bit, and and, and it looks. Uh, although Quentin did a great job filling in for. I like Quentin's shows. game. He only played five minutes yesterday, which is ironic to me. I mean, <clears throat> Chris. Uh, I don't know. I we can get we can get going on this whole thing on whether or not. Patino suspends guys indefinitely and says they're never never coming back. And then they the next day they're they're probably going to play. And then Chris Jones. Is That's in just the game. Rick for you. David Paget's career is probably over. He'll say it at a press conference. Oh yeah, then he suits up for the next game. Right. And so I, yeah, that, that's nothing new. That's what I mean, you got to take it. Is. He may he may mean it when he says it. I honestly believe he may mean what he says at that time, or he may be saying it for effect, or he may be trying to brace the media or brace the fan base for. The fact that maybe David Padgett's doctor said at that time, he may not, he may be done. Yeah. Or Chris Jones, maybe he was telling Chris, do this or... You're out of here. Or you're done. And it, uh, and, and then we see the thing that, the unfortunate thing with Montrezl Harrell yesterday, which was really, uh, you know, I Rick Rick making excuses for him too, which I thought was kind of deplorable. I just, uh, uh, listen, there's there's never a time we were throwing the ball at the guy's face. And... Uh, and not be doing it on purpose. One of my favorite UK plays of all time is 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 Harrelson throwing it off Soldier's chest. So what are you saying? Is it you don't have a problem with with uh, Montrez doing that? I do have a problem with Montrez. Doing Why? It. I think it was dirty as all get out. I mean, I think he's just as. You like, don't think that it was tactical? If it was tactical, you're going to throw it at his waist. No, you're not going to worry about where you're throwing it. He didn't have much time to think about that. Yeah, you do. No, if yeah. you he's going to throw it because it, you, the head's a smaller target. You got a better chance. Plus, they've got a better. You think that's what he was on. thinking when he 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 made a, a, no, a rush decision? You I'm think he was you saying, those, "Well, maybe I should go for the body." Yeah, those guys Ki- practice well, those things. Kidney, kidney's a good spot. They practice those things. I mean, they they practice throwing it low, no. so that they can't get their hands on it. 
I mean, I, that's the second nature would have been to throw a low. Like if if it was just instinctual, he would have thrown a low. But because it was intentional, he threw it at the guy's face. He had the ball above his head as the other guy was falling out of bounds. That doesn't matter. You can't throw it low when the ball. You think you should? Have. I don't know, man. No, I watched it. I know I, you like that dirty U of L play. That's that you like the you want DeMarcus Cousins playing on your team. That's okay. I, I get it. You know. Uh, even though DeMarcus are you calling DeMarcus Cousins dirty? Absolutely not. Mike Gandolfo, shots fired. Oxmoor <laughs> Ford Lincoln buzz line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Was Montrez Hale dirty by throwing that ball off the guy's face? Give us a call five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. How big was that win yesterday for Louisville? I mean, it was critical to get the win. It was a home win against a, a, a eight a Miami team that is now five hundred in the ACC. Which, but they and. I don't. You beat Duke, right? This Miami team beats Duke. Yes, and they lose to Eastern Kentucky at home by twenty nine. Yeah. I mean, it's it does not make sense one bit. This what this team's all about. How talented, Mike? You're a good guy for me to just randomly ask. How talented is this Miami team? They're they're not bad. I, I mean, know of Angel Rodriguez. Yeah, I've heard of. Did yeah. he play for Kansas State originally? Uh, I'm not sure if that's where he came from or not. Uh, Devon Reed was a highly recruited player out of high school. Um, you know, top hundred kid. Um, didn't play very well yesterday. Uh, but he's had played very well recently. Uh, I'm trying to think who else they got, but they, you know they got they got some talent. Larry Nag is a really good coach. It, it just uh, Louisville had to get that win. They they are now tied with UNC going into these final four games. But out of that final four games, you got Virginia and you have Notre Dame, which are going to be two really tough games for Louisville. And then you got um, Carolina. You know, with a, a rematch against Duke, but they've also got to play North Carolina State in Miami. So it, it's it, Louisville and Carolina looking who's going to finish those those uh, last four games. You know, and get that double buy. Does the double buy mean anything to you as a Louisville fan? Are you okay? That either way, I mean, double buy'd be nice. I mean, ACC is deep. You, you, the ACC is not deep. It's in in my opinion, it, it's not. Maybe not as deep as many would like to suggest that it is, but a lot of these teams are talented. I mean, you can't really take a – I mean, look at NC State. Do you think – NC State's good, right? Well, I mean, they, they've got some big wins. Okay, so I that's mean, what I mean. Yeah, I mean – That's what I mean when I, I suggest yes, depth. Let's, you know, the SEC and the ACC both have six teams in the tournament right now, according to Joe Lenardi. Okay, you know, I, I'm not going to debate that, and I knew that's where your Kentucky fan brain was headed. <laughs> Intro music, Ashley Miller, good morning, how are you? Good morning, Sunshine, I'm well, how are you? Doing great, good morning. Oh yeah, you want me to start singing again, don't you? That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I want to talk about the greatness, though, that was Kentucky basketball last night, because... Of course you do. I'm too hot! <laughs> exactly, 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 Ashley. The, uh, it was, I was able to go to the game last night and just, uh, first off, congratulations to Tony Delk, who was one of my favorite guys growing up to watch play, he's... He is. Uh, he's was an incredible. I always thought he was kind of under, undervalued too. Even though he was, you know, the third or fourth leading scorer in Kentucky history and uh, all-time leader and scored fifty-three points, I believe it was, in an NBA game. Right for the Suns. Yep. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt you there and your your Kentucky nostalgia. Yeah. Um, you know, Oxmoor Four Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We got our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Well, it's, it was a pretty good weekend until uh, okay. last night when Kurt Bush wrecked and uh, had a compound fracture of his leg and broke his foot and won't be able to race possibly for half the season. All right, so Carolina, I, and I said this at the beginning, that I'm looking for a four driver. I think I'm going to have to go with Biffle. I don't know. 
I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to cheer for. It, it might have to be Greg Biffle. Is that the Ford driver you would choose? Or would you go with Stenhouse Jr.? Well, I like the driver they chose to take his place. Who's that? Matt Crafton, two-time uh, truck champion. Okay. All right. He uh, He's a good one. The one I would really like to get in there and see him take his place would be his brother, Kurt. But Kurt is on the outs because of uh, the domestic violence. charged with anything. But uh, they still see, uh, see, uh, see political correctness by letting him drive just because he's accused of something. So you think he should be driving in this race? Yeah. Uh, didn't the Constitution say that you are innocent until proven guilty? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't fault that at all. I mean, that's, uh, you know, but I know that NASCAR has a lot more women fans than, uh, than people realize, you know. And then, uh, and I, and I'm sure they're thinking in dollar and cents instead of you know just necessarily what's completely fair, and that's and that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, ever since Brian France has taken over NASCAR, we've gone downhill. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to today? But well, it's going to be a good race today. I'm looking, I'm looking for uh, one of three people to win the race. Brad Keselowski. Yep. Junior, or a man who has never won it before and had his own problems these last couple of years, about the Columbus, Indiana, spoke Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart's an interesting story because you know there's another guy that's coming off, you know, coming off this killing a guy basically, and and, and all that kind of stuff kind of really kind of went away actually really fast. Uh, you don't hear much about what happened with all that, and uh, but it would be very. Uh, very uh, uplifting for Tony, I'm sure, to to put that behind him and, and go ahead and win the Daytona 500 for the first time. It'd be a great story. Or what, what about uh, what about Gordon in his last ever Daytona 500? Well, I don't think my man is quite ready to win it yet, but I got his colors on. I got on Austin Dillon. I got his Dow hat, his number three shirt, and I was up at the shop this week. And I something just tells me he's going to be in the mix somehow, but. That'd be awesome. I would really love to see Tony Stewart win the race. Yeah, Austin Dillon, if he was able to, to get in there somehow, the local, or the, uh, the that would be just, that would be great. So, uh, yeah. uh, anything else going on, Carolina? Nah, that's just about all I wanted to talk about. Now, I do want to congratulate Coach Davenport and the boys for winning, uh, Everybody talks about Kentucky, but nobody's talking about Bellarmine. He may have the best D2 team in the nation, and uh, they got a coach that I really like and admire, Coach Davenport. So, uh, as a matter of fact, people ask me who my favorite basketball team is. That's what I tell them. It's Bellarmine with Coach Davenport. They're a lot of fun to watch. You know, people really don't understand (laughs) how much fun it is to go out to those Bellarmine games and watch those guys play. I mean, they are just, uh, they're incredible uh, and I think they are ranked number one right now. So they uh, in Division Two. Yeah, um, uh, it'd be great. We can get the national championship in Division One and Division Two here in the state, and uh, it'd be awesome. You're right. Cards are going to win again. <laughs> yeah, that might, the, the most recent that might team. happen. You never know. You never know. Never know. How far do you see this team going, Ashley? In all seriousness, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think the thing about this team is that they are so Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They could play bad enough to get upset early, 
or go to Final Four. Or I can finish my statement. Oh, <laughs> oh she's, my she's right. She's right. I'm, I apologize. That was a. I, he was ready to. Ugh. Well, they, I think they can play horrible enough to lose in the first game of the tournament. They could play good enough to be playing in the national championship. What but is that? It all depends on who shows up and how poorly we shoot and how good we play defense. Because right now, I feel like we have no identity. Like, whatever identity we had a month ago has been stripped away. We're, like, starting all over, which is very disheartening at this point in the season. But Montrose Harrell had a good game yesterday. One concussion. 21 points, 14 rebounds, three steals, three blocks. I mean, 6 of 10 from the line. He was a difference maker. Chris Jones had 17 points, a good game, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. Terry Rozier has not looked good lately. He looks, and many are saying it, but I will echo the statements of many, and that it looks like Terry Rozier may be falling victim to focusing on his draft stock too much. What do you think of that? I think he looks a little tired, actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's that. He just doesn't seem focused because he's missing a lot of a lot of shots and plays that he would make uh, normally would have made, and I, I don't know. You mean tired, like fatigue? Yeah, just like, like the, the 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 wear and tear of playing so many minutes for so long is, is starting to get to him a little bit. I, don't, I think it's mental focus. Yeah, and I think that could play into it. Yeah, because then I wonder if someone's telling him like, "You're definitely going to the league," so that pressure is on him. That has nothing to do with college basketball because we do see that a lot. I don't know. Well, his draft stock the last couple of weeks have, has dropped. I mean, significantly. Which, so. which it comes into my point many times when I say to 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 Louisville fans that we don't know he may be coming back. Yeah, I mean uh, that's definitely more of a possibility right now than I think it was at the beginning of the year. Um, one of the NBA, I was checking him out yesterday. I think one of the, I think it was Draft Express might have even had him not getting picked at all. Um, which I can't see that. I, I'm looking at back. I'm looking it up right now. But uh, Terry, to me, is the potential of, of being the the best. Uh, I think he's got more upside than Montrez does for the NBA. Personally, what position will he play? He's a he's he could be a combo guard. I think he could play some one if he needed to. But he's a he's probably more of a two, even though he's a little short for a two. Does he have point guard skills? Does he need to come back another year and try to develop those? A la. It's a different situation, but a la Russ Smith. I think for what the difference is is that I don't think Russ Smith has a point guard mindset. You you agree with that? No, yeah, he does not at all. But possibly an NBA point guard mindset where you can get away with being Mike Bibby. Well, you can get away with not making your teammates better. You kind of can. All the shots. <laughs> you can kind of be a uh, Jason Terry or uh, you know one of those point guards who brings the ball up and shoots a three. Sometimes that's that's classified as a point guard in the NBA. Am I wrong? I mean, no. no, no. Jamal Crawford. I don't think with uh, for his talent level though that that's going to make him have a long career. I don't think that's uh, that's necessarily his best uh, his best bet. You know, but the I you know unfortunately I think that we're seeing that we're seeing it both in Montrez and we're seeing it in Terry. Um, you know, NBA Draft Express. I'm sorry, DraftExpress.com right now has Terry in the second round to the Denver Nuggets, um, and I think that. NBA Draft.net has him still in the first round. That we're seeing the both their draft stock plummet. I hate to say it, but good. 
<laughs> Ashley, what, what kind of fan does that make me? A selfish one. A selfish one. <laughs> Rick and Cal take two completely different stances and approaches, not by choice, just by what they have learned that they're best at. They take two polar opposite approaches to winning in college basketball. Similar on-court results, though, is the result. Mike, am I wrong? Ashley, am I wrong? No, I mean... Similar? Similar. Comparable on-court results. Well, I didn't... I don't think Kentucky'd lose to Duke as bad as Louisville did. Not this year, no, certainly not. Are you talking about overall? Overall, yeah. in the entirety yeah. of their careers, in yeah. their, their even their runs at their current schools. Well, let's look at the last five years. I mean, yeah, sure, the last five years, a very different approaches. It's like a, uh, and I always use boxing analogies, but it's a like a crafty southpaw, defensive oriented boxer against a, 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 a conventional, you know, right handed slugger. They're very different styles. They may have similar results in the end of the day, and I think that's what we see from Cal. So if Rick could have Terry and Montrez come back. I don't think you're going to see Montrez come back. Really? And I'll tell you why. The reason why is I don't think Montrez can help himself. I really don't. His ceiling, he doesn't – I don't really feel like he could come back and really improve his draft stock. He's going to be an undersized four guy no matter what. And that's just the way it is. I don't know how, how undersized at 6'8 with a 7'6 wingspan. You don't think that's a 6'8 small for a... Uh, Height-wise, yeah, but Elton Brand's 6'8. Yeah, I know. We've, we've he, had this argument before. Is yeah. he considered undersized? Elton Brand's more skilled than Montrez is. Is he least. considered undersized? I would say yes. I don't... I don't know. I don't think his size has hindered his NBA career. I also wonder with the situation like with Terry Rogier, um, is I mean, because there's always off-the-court issues... That have nothing to do with basketball. So, I mean, I don't want to <laughs> start any rumors. But, I mean, you think, like, back to people like Edgar Sosa, he was playing great. And then all of a sudden he went through this horrible period where he was playing really bad. And then we all found out his girlfriend was pregnant. Then you had... Who, who else went through that exact? Somebody else. Jerry Smith went through the exact same thing. Like, you always wonder, like, what else they, these kids are dealing with. Because it's not always just basketball. And it may not just be the NBA. Like, they could be dealing with stuff off the court also that we have no idea about. Yeah. We got going to the buzz line. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We got our man, the truth, on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, it's truth? It's been a long time. What's been going on, man? Truth, where you been, man? Uh, what you think about uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers picking up the big guy, Kendrick Perkins? I think that was I think it was huge, man, because I think it gives them somebody who's got a little bit of a toughness edge to him that they might not really have, and uh, and yeah. someone to kind of lock down the middle. I think that was a big pickup for him. Man, I think I hate to say it, they're gonna win the NBA championship. <laughs> I hope so. That's all they needed, somebody to read it now. But let's get to the thing. What's, what about the Cardinals? You think they're going south? I think they're looking at a four or five seed right now. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of see, you know, what happens and uh, uh, and how they finish out. They're going to have a chance these last couple of weeks to play some really good teams, to play, to play Notre Dame, to play Virginia, and to get some real quality wins and then – maybe work themselves up to a three seed, but I think that's probably their ceiling. I don't think they're higher than a three seed. 
Hey, I heard Mike on the radio talking about the Derby Classic. It seemed like this is going to be a good Derby Classic. I didn't, I didn't know that a lot of the young guys can play into. A, they don't, they don't have to play. They can play in a lot of tournaments this year. Is that true? They can play in more than two. Yes. So they, uh, you know, we're still working on finalizing everything, but uh, you know, it could be a pretty good Derby Classic. We got both your IU guys coming. Uh, both really nice young gentlemen and. Uh, it should be a, it should be a good time. The tickets are on sale now. Yeah. Go Ticketmaster and get your tickets. Hey, how many uh, you players you got coming so far? There's only two, so we got them both. Uh, oh, you, oh well, you, well, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can hear, the truth. So you know, and it looks like right now. I'll tell you the I was looking at bracketology last night, and I think they might have updated it. But IU had a very favorable draw being going against uh, a seven seed but being with Villanova and if IU can get a seven with Villanova as the two that they could pull that off because Villanova's you know guard oriented they're going to play the pace that IU wants to play um, that could be a really good matchup for Indiana maybe sneak into the Sweet 16. Guess what I don't worry about Villanova because you know what Villanova is uh, we know they build the record then when they get in the tournament they get that pay but I got I got one more question what what are you hearing about this guy out of uh, the, uh, uh, Las Vegas, the big seven footer, Stephen Zimmerman? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's st- he's going to wait and he's going to figure out where um, where every you know when everybody leaves and who where his opportunity is going to be. I mean, and that's going to be the big thing. I think it's um, you could see him go potentially to Duke. You could see him because that's where his high school teammates going. Uh, Chase Jeter. It uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him go to Duke. It wouldn't surprise me to see him stay out west and go to Arizona. Uh, Kentucky's definitely still in the mix, although I think that's kind of a long shot. And people overlook the importance of him of maybe going to UNLV. His high school coach is the brother of UNLV's head coach. So, um, And he's you know staying at home. And so there, there's a chance he, he stays at home at UNLV. And let's, UNLV's had a f- number one pick overall the last couple of years, so it's not like uh, – it's not like it's unheard of where he could go to UNLV and play it. I'll tell you, the kid's very left-handed, like extremely left-handed, so much so that he almost holds his right arm like there's something wrong with it. And um, and, and for that reason, he's skilled, but I think he's rated as high as he is because he's been on the scene for so long because he was a freshman when Shabazz Muhammad was a senior on his same AAU team. And so oh. he got a lot of exposure very early and was ranked really high right away. And you've seen him drop down. Uh, since then, but I, he to me he's he's not as much of a sure thing as as maybe some other people want to put him out there. Oh, as. So I, could, I could take him off from my IU with. Him. Yeah, I don't think actually I know for a fact that he has told uh, media people that IU has no chance of grabbing of getting him. Okay, so I use so off. We got him. a good we got a good chance of getting Shaq Goodman. Uh, not Shaq Good. Uh, Swanicus. I don't think so. I mean, Caleb's going to be really tough, and that's mainly because there's a lot of Nike ties there with Caleb Swinging too. And um, I, he's an interesting guy to me to see where he might end up going. Um, but I, I really don't think that he's probably not. I mean, if I was Caleb, that would be a great fit because you get to stay home. You know that that's the position of need that IU has. You're going to be on national television. Um, I think it's going to be really tough for Swanigan to. I, I think he's just not really thinking IU, and I, um, maybe it changes. Who knows? You know, they can. Tom's been able to pull those McDonald's All American people uh, every year, so it, it, maybe he can be the most recent one. But 
Um, I think right now it's probably not as likely, and it's still really up in the air where he could where he could end up going. I mean, I uh, but I I think I use probably on the t- uh, back end of that list right now. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a good week, and we're gonna have hope the Derby Classic have a sellout this year. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's sell it out. Thank you very much, Truth. Have a great rest of your weekend. I like how Truth comes in, and he's got his specific agenda and his questions for Mike. That's good. Uh, once again, Mike Gandolfo. Mike has been the recruiting coordinator for the Kentucky Derby Festival Classic for, what, four years? Oh, it's my fifth year, yeah. Fifth year. Yeah, yeah. So Pretty neat. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I think that, by the way, I think Swing probably ends up going to Michigan State just if Truth's still listening, which might really break his heart at being in, staying in the Big Ten. So, <laughs> But... Uh, it's just the way it goes. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's been a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale right now. Ticketmaster.com. Uh, we're gonna have uh, a really good contention of players. I think all three local schools are gonna be happy, and uh, it'll, it'll be fun. You can have some Kentucky guys, huh? We'll see. <laughs> I'm planning on it. That means that those are very highly ranked, always, right? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully, all three fan bases will want to come out and watch. Let's just let's put it that way. So, uh, what else do we have on the docket for today's show? Weekend sports buzz between ten and noon. Brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call five zero two five eight seven zero zero four one to reach Brandon. He is the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. I think we're going to actually head to a break here. Be sure to stay tuned. Ashley, Mike, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Ashley, if we could have some outro singing, please. <laughs> I'll wait till next time. Okay. Stay tuned. Gotta keep the people hungry. Alright. Wait a minute. Fill my cup, put some nigga in it. Take a sip, sign the check. Julio, get the stretch. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, where the J stands for justice. Make sure you give Brandon a call for all your personal injury needs. He is the best. Number one personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville, the state of Kentucky. Because he is a Kentucky fan. I'd love to hear. Hopefully Brandon calls in. Love to hear what his thoughts on the outstanding performance of the Cats last night. 110 points in a conference game. Um, it was amazing. You know, just being there. And we saw some just unbelievable plays. And it was. Uh, Auburn ended up scoring 75 points. But they didn't have their. They didn't make a basket. They didn't make a field goal. Until nine minutes left to go in the first half. Kentucky just completely locked them down. To start the game. And. It was. Uh, it they was, didn't make a field goal till nine minutes to go in the first half. Yes. What? There was, they had. A, there was a goaltend that was uh, that was called, and then they made two free throws. So they had four points with nine minutes left to go when they made their first basket, and uh, Kentucky was already up by like. Well, they they were already up twenty six at that point. Um, it was an just an impressive display. <clears throat> a lot of fun last night in Rupp Arena. I was very happy that I got to go. See Delk get his jersey retired, and then see that great performance by the Cats. Cole Stockton is on the uh, played two minutes for Auburn. Is that John Stockton's son? Uh, no, but the uh, Anthony Mason's son's on. Is a kid that one of Anthony Mason's sons. Yeah, there's the one that lit up Kentucky for 29 points last night. Antoine Mason. Yeah. Uh, didn't Anthony Mason have another son? I I think Th- he did. Yeah. I think Middle Tennessee yeah. or I, I, no 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 maybe not Middle Tennessee, but he played. I think he transferred was, between a couple of schools, maybe Seton Hall or something. It was Anthony Mason Jr., right? Yeah, Anthony Mason Jr. Isn't that funny? He named one of his sons Anthony Mason Jr. and one of them Antoine Mason? No, it's not funny at all. You don't think it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than George Foreman. Yes. Who I believe has, what is it? 
ten kids. George Foreman, all named six, George Foreman. Six of them, or I think every one of his kids is named George Foreman. Yeah, but yeah. that's totally ridiculous. So, but uh, overall, Kentucky's looking like they're hitting their stride. They had uh, they had six guys in double figures last night, two, and two of the other players had nine points. So they almost had eight guys in double figures. Um, just really balanced scoring is just uh, they're a whole lot of fun to watch right now. Um, I don't they they go they go to a somewhat tough schedule though. I mean they got a, they had Georgia and Arkansas and Florida left, and then the next game against Mississippi State should be an easy win. But uh, you know. It, they should should be able to finish off the regular season undefeated, uh, and then we'll see what happens from there. Ashley, are you? What are your? Do you feel comes some kind of way about this Kentucky run? <laughs> no, you, I don't. Ha, any? Do you don't feel any kind of way? No, no, no emotions toward it. No, because um, I feel like it not, doesn't matter until March Madness. So, like, it really. It's. It would be nice to see the the accomplishment of an undefeated season. That's cute. Um, That's cute. <laughs> the, the greatest college basketball season of all time is just could be cute. It's cute because well, it doesn't matter. Regular season if they go in the tournament. No, lose, I, so I, agree. I agree. I think yeah, it's a good. It's an accomplishment. But my, I always say like, see what happens in March because you never know. You never know. March is full of variables that you just don't know what happened. I mean. Uh, John Wall's team losing to West Virginia because they couldn't hit anything from outside. Sure, anything. I mean that that happens, and uh, but they can't go undefeated for the whole year if they don't go undefeated in the regular season. And I think as a college basketball fan, just the accomplishment that we could see is pretty cool, especially when you consider that Kentucky is going to do this, beating four of the blue blood programs in the uh, in the country. I mean, they beat Louisville, they beat North Carolina, they beat Kansas, they beat UCLA, and when you put the top seven or eight programs up there, those those schools are on that list, right? So um, when you can have this kind of season and knock out uh, on the way some of that kind of competition, who knows? They might get a chance with Duke uh, along the way, which would be an incredible matchup. Duke with a big win last night without without Okafor. They got a pretty big win. Um, you know. Over the past week, something else we've seen is, I know it was against Pacific, but you know where I'm going with this. Kyle Wilcher dropped 45. Yeah, but they almost lost last night. Did they? Yeah, they, they had to squeak. They were down big, and they had to come back and get a victory last night. Uh, Gonzaga worries me. I, I know that, that's, what I was, that's where I was going with it. They're number two in the coaches' poll, uh, receiving one first-place vote from somebody. Uh, what, what type of threat and how big of a storyline would that be if we had Wilcher? Wilcher getting revenge against his old team. I asked the question last week on, on Twitter, would Wiltshire have been a better fit to have signed with Louisville instead of Kentucky? I would say yes. Ashley? I mean, God, six, what is he, 6'11", seven foot? He, yeah, he's shoot from, sure use that right about He's 6'10", yeah. Yeah, big guy, and he can shoot from anywhere. He just, so many unique problems present themselves when you have such talent on a roster like Kentucky does. Well, and the thing that worries me about Gonzaga, they have three guys who are 6'10 or above who can all play. They've got Angel Nunes, too. Don't forget about Angel Nunes. Angel. You're not counting him as one of those guys, <laughs> no, are you? No, I'm not counting one of those guys. Does he, does he even play? Uh, I really don't even know if he plays or not. He's a senior. He's somebody who should have sat still and waited his turn. He actually probably Hello. could. He probably would have been a big part of this team mm-hmm. if he would have stayed. He couldn't play defense. Well, I mean... He, you can learn how to play defense, could, right? That's, I mean, there's so many players that played at Louisville that were not fantastic defenders, but... 
he was just so long. He could stroke it, too. I mean. Yeah, good shooter. He was a part of that wing class, wasn't he? Yeah, he Zach was a yeah, yeah, and I was so sad when he left because I was like, just wait your turn. Like, you're going to be the man in, like, two years. It says senior, but doesn't he have another year of eligibility left? he does. He does. He has one more year. He's averaging 3.4 points a game, listed at 6.8202, so still very thin. 3.4 points a game in 7.7 minutes per game. Very similar season to what he did last year, which is a a whole bunch of really not too much. But the big guys I'm looking at, of course, Wilcher. And then they've got uh, Sabonis' Sabonis. son, who's really good. But the the Polish guy in the middle, uh, is, it, is it Karnowski? Uh, the 7-1 guy, he, to me, is a stud. And uh, so you've you got three guys that can kind of they can kind of match Kentucky's height, plus they got Pangos, who's a really good uh, point guard. Uh, and good point guards have, you know, bothered Kentucky. So um, Gonzaga is a team that I would not take lightly at all, one bit. And I know... There's another talking head for the Kentucky Wildcat fan base that would like to see Gonzaga as like our two seed, and for them to lose and be the two seed in our bracket because they think they, we would just roll them. I, I'm not so sure if I'm that confident in that in that matchup. So, uh, as far as some of the other matchups go, look at these names on this Gonzaga roster. Have you looked at that, Mike? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Ram Bakumis, Dustin Triano, Kyle Dranginis, Josh Perkins. <laughs> yeah, but all right, Karnowski, Sabonis, Silas Mason, is that what that's Nelson? Called? Nelson, yeah. So just a bunch of almost a San Antonio Spurs esque type approach to things for Gonzaga, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and then some people are saying that this is the best team Mark Fuse had in Gonzaga, and he's had some good ones. I mean, they've never been ranked this high, have they? I think they have. With Adam Morrison? Yeah, I think they were. Well, they, they were number one. They made, I think they were number one. You're right. Yeah. But that you're right. Overall, it, you didn't get the feel. I mean, to, because to receive a single vote right now with what Kentucky is doing is pretty impressive. It's substantial historically, and I know that that sounds like I'm sucking up to Kentucky, doesn't it, Ashley? I mean, it really does. It does. <laughs> I'm not, mean, not meaning wants to. to. She secretly wants to cheer for the cats. I it, don't. Is that true, Ashley? No. What? I mean, come tournament time, um, shall Louisville make an early exit? I will pull for the Wildcats, okay. but until that moment, I will not. Do you kind of get the feel that the uh, – I'm not saying that the ones and two seeds are locked, but those top eight are going to almost be locked to be in the one or two. I could see Notre Dame, maybe if they won the ACC, trickling into the two line. I don't see Notre Dame winning the ACC. But I don't see yeah, I don't see Notre Dame winning the ACC. Um, but th- that Kentucky, Gonzaga, Virginia, Wisconsin, Duke, Villanova, Arizona, Kansas, to me almost seems like they're kind of – those those teams are almost going to be the one, if, barring anything catastrophic, you know, Kansas losing in the first round of the Big Twelve or something like that. It, I think that's when it's going to start getting interesting and worth the conversation when these teams are playing in their conference tournaments and seeing when they're going up against everyone that's giving them their number one shot because they only this may be their only shot to get in the tournament. Right. I think that's when it's going to start really getting interesting. Is who can pass those tests. But to me, it's it's those probably are going to be your ones and two seeds at top eight right now. And um, but things always get interesting. They always shake out, right? They we always have some just incredible drama that happens in March. Um, and who knows what what that's how that's going to unfold? I mean, obviously, I think Kentucky could lose in the SEC tournament. They're still going to be a one seed. Um, Virginia's probably still a one seed no matter what, too. Especially since they've been win- winning without the Anderson kid. Um, although they have not been winning impressively, and they 
their schedules kind of help them out. It's going to. I'm really looking forward to that Louisville Virginia game in, in in the Yum Center to see how they match up without uh, without Anderson uh, because that's really their only real test left. I mean, they should be able to take care of Wake, even though they only beat Wake by one at home. Uh, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. Um, Nobody there really should give uh, Virginia that much trouble. But then they got that last game with Louisville in the, um, in the Yum Center, which will be, to me, very interesting to see what happens. That's, got, that's a huge game for Louisville. It is. It's a huge game for Louisville. It really is. Seems, this Louisville team, anything could be holding them back. or I mean, they, 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 they seem to be battling themselves even more so than their opponents. I would agree with that. I think that that is the case. I mean, two really bad losses with that loss to NC State and the loss to Syracuse. I just uh, now NC State's got got some quality wins. You know, I don't want to take anything away from that, but they just uh, I think it almost looks like they overlooked NC State last Saturday, and then they go on the road and lose to Syracuse, and then have to squeak out the game against Miami. They're they're losing that game to Miami could have been um, catastrophic. You do you all agree with that? Sure, that would have represented a, a huge slide for this Cards team. That would have been a, a very bad loss at home with a full roster. Right. Yeah. And uh, so it was a must-win. You could say. I mean, that's cliche. They would have been okay. They still would have made the NCAA tournament, right? Yo, know, they're making the tournament. No matter. I think no matter what, they're in. They're in the tournament. I, it's really comes down to seeding because they're Louisville's battling an RPI problem. Uh, their RPI is, is in the 20s, and uh, their RPI is not as high as their ranking. Now, last year I didn't feel like the committee, the committee valued the RPI as much as they have in the past. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with this Louisville team as far as seeding goes, and a lot's going to determine what happens in the next two weeks. You know, and we've always seen that uh, the last 10 games have always been very important in seeding too, and uh, so they need to they need to show up, and they got two quality opponents left that they could get two wins at home, which would be huge. This is true. Hopefully, I love this time of year. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's the best time of the year, I think, um, next to Christmas for me. <laughs> but um, that that Virginia game will set the tone, I think. To see how they how they do. I mean, uh, yeah. I see. Have we woken up? Have we made the adjustments that we need to make? Um, and then there's also the you know chance of I think Patino was good at putting chips on the guy's shoulder to make them play harder. And you know, and it, say we end up with a poor seating like we did, we've that's happened before, and we've made a really strong run because he's you know talked to them about how we weren't respected. It's like a disrespectful thing, and the guys really bought into that. But um. It'll be interesting to watch for sure. Is he? Is he? He's got to be one of the best conference tournament coaches in the history of basketball. Rick. Yeah, he's so good at preparing those teams on short notice. Uh, you give him two days, he's real good. One day, not so much. Well, right? I mean, he isn't that the, the stat. If you give him, what is it? Well, he lost in the Elite Eight now. Uh, he yeah he. I'm lost sorry, in he Elite lost in the, in the Sweet Sixteen, right? Yeah, Statistically, yeah, that's what it was. He, yeah. Rick was 8-0 or something like that in the Sweet 16. So basically, every time Rick made it to the Sweet 16, he was a shoe-in for the Elite Eight. Right. And then he lost to Kentucky, I think. Right. But historically, you're right. If you give him 
even just a day or a couple days. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He he knows, this guy knows what he's doing. Well, when you look at how hard it is to play every day in a conference tournament, you know, three or four days straight, and you have to keep your team mentally sharp and prepared and and also guard against them being too tired and wave managing that roller coaster that can happen. I mean, he I think he's probably one of the best in the game at it. I mean, um, he's he was always a factor of the Big East tournament and obviously won the AAC last year. And uh, now in this first ACC, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this little team does. And it's you know you have longer TV timeouts, all that kind of stuff. So the 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 lack of depth won't be that big of an issue. Wayne Blackshear's got to show up, though, this whole ACC tournament. What do you think of Wayne as of late, Ashley? Gosh, he's greatly disappointed me. I'm, I'm, I had high hopes. You, you are a, you're a big Wayne. I've been supporting I, him I know, the whole time. I know we're just begging for Hink to call in Yeah, Hink will, Hink I will know he'll call and tell you about it. Because he surely made a post in that uh, NC State game. The mascara. And tagged me in it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't Wayne... Seem to have that undervalued aspect of a se- very seasoned veteran who is a legit senior, who has all the physical abilities, and at a certain point, if this team can get things rolling in the right direction, doesn't he seem poised for a breakout at least half or, or something? In my opinion, I think Wayne is someone who you get this team rolling, you get Montrez playing well, you get Chris Jones, even maybe Quint Snyder now has a little bit of an additional experience. You get things rolling in the right direction. And if this team's going to make any noise in the tournament, I think Wayne's going to have something to do with it. He has to. He has to. He he's he's got to step up. And whether it be hit threes or block shots, he showed he can block some, some shots yesterday. I mean, I think Wayne will play a large role in any type of success this team has this I, year. I think what you see in the tournament when it's, <clears throat> when it's win or go home, you see teams just say, hey, you know what? We don't need to guard somebody. We need to make sure we shut down Terry Rogier and – Montrez Harrell, whatever we can let if Wayne beats us, Wayne beats us kind of thing. So Wayne needs to be the factor that that can't happen. Like if you're going to leave Wayne open for shots, which we've seen in the past, where we've seen teams strategically leave Wayne open for shots, he's got to be able to knock them down. He does, and that's all confidence because we know yeah. he can shoot. He's a real good free throw shooter. He has a good looking shot. Beyond that, he needs to drive to the basket because when he drives to the basket, good things happen. That honestly, if I'm if I'm coaching him, I'm gonna say shoot less, drive more. And I would agree with that because most of the time when you got a, a guy you gotta get going, how do you get him going? Layups. Layups or yeah. dunks. Yeah, yep. and he makes his free throws. Like I'll give him that. Like he's probably I don't know percentage wise, but in the games has seemed to come in clutch and free throws, especially in the stretch. So I would definitely give him the green light to go to the hole as much as possible to at least try to, you know, get his confidence up early in the game. Let's see what he shoots. 77.4% from the, the line. Tied with Terry Rozier for the team lead. Both 77.4%. And what are we how many how many free throw attempts does he have? He has um, I'll get the totals here one moment. He's attempted 122, which it comes in at third on the team behind Montrez Harrell, who's number one with 142. Terry Rozier is at 137. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris Jones is the one with 122. Wayne Blackshear has only accept, uh, uh, attempted 84 free throws. So he needs to get to the line more. He's okay. fourth on the team in free throw attempts, despite being tied for the number one shooter. So he's, he's taken 84 free throws and 131 three-pointers. And being at his position, I think that's out of whack. I mean, that he, he should be taking more, at least as many free throws as he has three-pointers. Um, My assessment of Wayne Blackshear has always been um, 
a confidence thing. Like, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe in his high school team, he was the shooter. Um, or maybe he was just the guy. So he did everything. But it seems like he still has yet to figure out what his role is and what type of player he is. Um, but I watched, I think, him develop over the past two years, particularly um, when he came back for his junior year. I looked at the fact that he'd put on weight and um, he was a lot more muscular. So I said, you know what? He would be that three that should be posting up and banging if he has a defender that's smaller than him, or he's going to be that slasher that um, drives to the basket and dunks on people. We've seen that. Like, we've seen that in spurts. Like, he definitely has that capability. Um, And honestly, I think that's probably the strongest part of his game right now. It's like he went out with the shoulder injuries and – it kind of shook his confidence and so he came back like "Mm, I don't know I'm supposed to be a shooter but I can kind of do this driving thing so he's kind of like play like kind of teetered in the middle a little bit I would like to see him be that aggressive slasher and driving to the basket and making things happen because when he does that we look so much better offensively versus the standing and like spotting up and shooting well I mean again he's taking 225 shots and 131 of them have been threes so I mean he he sees himself as the outside threat, and but just by that number alone, and uh, but I, I I totally agree with Ashley. He needs to look for opportunities to go to the rim, because when he goes to the rim, does one Blackshire have Twitter? <laughs> I need to tweet him. Drive to the basket. Speaking of Twitter, I've got uh, a, a few tweets from Marcellus at me about Ashley's points. He says he agrees entirely with, with what Ashley's saying Thank about you, about about Wayne in that. He comes off screens with T-Rex arms. <laughs> he says that if you watch him, he sits and watches the play develop. That may have something to do with the lack of his teammates trying to get him involved for whatever reason. It almost seems like, I don't know if I'm imagining it, but I mean, they don't try to get him involved. I, Chris Jones is not a distributor. Taylor Rozier is not a distributor. Well, then this is not a good passing team. No matter what the statistics say, certain games we have a lot of assists. This is not a team that creates... For each other. Does, does he, Wayne kind of has a tendency to kind of hide in the corner, right? He does. I mean, that's that's he, just kind of the way that he's always kind of gone about it. Now, maybe the best overall athlete on the team, maybe. And he needs to be in the middle of the floor. What do they always say, Ashley? You, you guys both played and coached. I mean, you guys know basketball. Mm-hmm. You, you're at, at your best when you're in the middle of the floor, right in front of the basket. Well, I'll just know this, that if he goes to the basket like Ashley's saying – all of a sudden, things are going to open up for Montrez. It opens up for everybody, everybody because then the defense has to play honest, and they don't, they can't favor Montrez, and they can't favor Terrier, or they they can't double team everybody at the same time, and they have to play honest defense. And and that's uh, it changes the entire offense. So he could maybe Rick should do uh, like Cal did last year and have a tweak. <laughs> <laughs> Make me throw up this Sunday morning. So you think Rick right now is going, what can I do? God, I need some tactical advice. What can I do? Does Rick have Twitter? I'll, do t- I'll tweet, tweet him. Tweet him. The tweak is uh, yeah, but, uh, send Wayne to the basket. <laughs> what is, what's going on with Shaquan Aaron? I don't know. That's that's really interesting. Um, and it'll also be interesting to see kind of what happens going forward. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. What do you think? It was <laughs> the odd part of the whole thing to me yesterday is that when the game was on the line, and the whole deal was is that Jaquan has been uh, not adapting defensively, right? That's Yeah, and he said and, like he's not playing like a Louisville man. And, well, in practice, too. There's something with him in practice that um, 
that he's not doing well or maybe he feels like he's not working hard or adjusting to defense or whatever. But when the game was on the line last night, when, you know, when they had like eight seconds left and Miami still had a chance to tie or, or even win, he put Shaquan in the game. You know, I was just uh, – I was kind of shocked. I only really and sometimes I wonder um, – and I think there was an article in the CJ this week about um, not reading so much into the things that Rick Pitino says because a lot of times – he uses the media to motivate the kids and Absolutely. not necessarily telling you this is what I'm, I'm going to transfer this kid out of here or whatever. I think he says things um, to motivate Light a fire. them yeah, yeah, and then see kind of how they respond to it. So I think um, sometimes we just have to keep that in context that although – I think very, Rick Pitino is a very calculated person. Absolutely. And everything that he says um, is on purpose and is very deliberate. And I think that um, there's obviously something he sees in Jaquan Aaron, which we all see that he's he has the potential to be a great player at University of Louisville. But um, there's something that he's saying he needs to do differently. And I think that was the, the torch to like the fire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kelly, we got a call? We do. We, we, we've got a call. We actually have a, a gentleman calling in. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz. We cover all sports. Not just college basketball. Not just the NBA. Not just horse racing or whatever it is we talk about each week. Uh, earlier in the show, we talked to Carolina. Mike, you were talking somewhat about the, is it Kurt Busch problem from yesterday? Kyle Busch has gotten the accident. Kurt Busch is the one who's got the domestic violence issue. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450, where we have Chris on the line with us. Chris has some comments regarding... The I believe it's Kyle Bush incident. How you doing this morning, Chris? Yes, hello. Chris, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. I'm just I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to kind of uh, talk about what what's been broadcasted in the media uh, in relation to sports, uh, with a lot of the allegations being taken as truth, um, and a lot of the uh, athletes not having the opportunity to participate. And their events because of their complaint. Yeah, it's kind of troubling. I mean, because it's given a lot of power to people who might have another agenda, and we're we are getting away from this whole innocent until proven guilty kind of kind of mindset. Yeah, you see it. And you see it in the um, in the NBA. You see it in the NFL, uh, and you see it in public life a lot. And it's like, okay, a complaint can actually derail a process without any justification, without any um, evidence, or, or any credibility in that, in that sense. And I mean, I think it's, if it's adopted in this, I understand, you know, domestic violence is totally an issue that you, I'm totally against, uh, as, you know, any responsible citizen should be, but, but it should warrant some type of uh, credibility or validation or process before you just penalize a player. Um, yeah. Chris, I totally agree with you, and I think that that's a, a valid point. Domestic violence doesn't have any place. Uh, I really appreciate you calling in. We actually are up against a hard break here at 11 o'clock. Please call in again, and we would love to talk to you about more. So, Thank you very much for the call, Chris. Have a, have a great rest of your weekend. All right, we're going to go ahead and get to our break. We'll come back. On the other side is the best segment in radio, Ashley's Crazy, Ashley's Loco Cinco. So Stay tuned. So good. I got you. Sugar and spine. I feel nice. I show I just know too much. Does that 
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you every Sunday from 10 o'clock until noon, talking all things in the world of sports. I am Kelly Patrick, alongside Mike Gandolfo and the lovely Ashley Miller. It is the 11 o'clock hour. And what that means, I'm sensing Mike's got some enthusiasm over there, so maybe I need to let him get What this. it means is that Mike is going to dance, because he just did for us. CeeLo, CeeLo comes I- off screens with Wayne Blackshear arms. <laughs> That's why you were so excited. You're exactly. Si- you were sitting on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shade thrown. Shade thrown all up on Wayne Blackshear by one Mike Gandolfo. Don't, don't they both wear mascara? <laughs> <laughs> More shade. More shade, Mike. But do you, I mean... You had the dance moves there a second ago. I am so excited about Ashes Loco Cinco because <laughs> this is this is the highlight of my week. I mean, this is she. It's it's unbelievable. So I was just saying that I was at a wedding all night where the the groom wanted me to hang out with them, yeah, and wanted me to be with them for the duration of the night, and I did. Didn't get much sleep, but I don't feel bad. Even if I may physically feel a little worn down, I, I coming in here is therapeutic. Absolutely. And so uh, there's, it would take quite a bit for me not to want to be here. It's our therapy time with Ashley. So, with no further ado, Mike, can I get us out an intro with all your enthusiasm? Can I? Can you muster it up to bring Ashley in for this number one segment go, in radio and television? I'll go with NBA and announce your voice. It's time for Ashley's Loco Cinco. I'm really impressed. That was great. That's very good. Miami Heat, maybe NBA announcer voice, or, or kind of buffer like r- boxing announcer. You know? Sure, almost sounded Hispanic. I, you know, I like it. Good yeah, stuff. Thanks. Well, with, the, with no further ado, Ashley's crazy. Let's go. <laughs> I uh, was privy to this story. I actually saw something about it on Instagram and kind of passed through it as a joke, but. Mike informed me that it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So while Kentucky has called upon eight healthy, so we thought, McDonald's All-Americans plus um, Willie Cauley-Stein on a roster deep enough with talent to move Coach John Cali Perry to talk of tanks rolling over hill and perfect season and all of that stuff. There seems to be one new player that's apparently always been there and we just did not know. His name is Carlito. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, as Carl Anthony Towns explained on Friday, Carlito is an imaginary person who sits on his shoulder and serves as a sounding board. He says, in quote, I don't know if it's self-talk or inner dialogue. I don't know, but I know one thing. I'll be talking to myself. I don't know why. I'll be having good conversations with myself. Um, if I could really put that in a book, it would be a bestseller. Um, apparently there was some conversation, um, with, with, um, coach Cal about this and he explained the role that Carlito plays. Um, there have been some jokes about the shining, (laughs) um, and (laughs) coach said, he's just a good kid. He doesn't want to talk back to you. Um, so he turns his head to the side and talks to that little man on his shoulder. <laughs> um, and after he started doing it, I asked, this is Coach Cal, who are you talking to? And one of the assistant coaches said, he's talking to Carlito. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> what can we take from this? 
Carl Towns talks to himself. Multiple personalities. I mean, there's that's there a problem. A disorder for that. That's, that's, prob- that's a problem. That is problematic. That is a chink in the armor. A chink in the armor? This, is, this Kentucky team is going down. If you're not following Little Carlito on Twitter, you need to be. How many followers do they have? Little Carlito already has 2,160 oh followers. <laughs> Little Carlito Twitter. has more followers than I do. More, um, more <laughs> Kentucky fans from Pikeville. <laughs> Wow. Than any other, I mean, they, God, Kentucky fans are crazy. How, when was that, can you tell when that Twitter account was made? Uh, let me see. Give me, give me a little bit and I'll let you know. Then, uh, but you know, it's, it was joked about in the, in the post game yesterday. It was, it was kind of funny, you know, just, it looks like it's been out since February 20th. So it's only been around for two days. Already over 2000 followers. And, uh, uh, he is, uh, talking about Carlito in his post game. You know what? If he's talking to himself and he has 19 points, 10 rebounds, and four blocks in 21 minutes, I'll I'm okay with him talking to himself. <laughs> Especially since he was a guest last year on the uh, Weekend Sports Buzz. He, he was on our Saturday show. He I wonder if we were talking to Carl or Carlito at that during that time. Maybe Carlito's only allowed to talk to him. Uh, possibly, it's like his own little leprechaun. What is the the movie Carlito? Uh, Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way, and there's a remake recently. I was I was actually I'll look this, this up. Do you remember the Penny Hardaway and Little Penny thing? I yeah. do, yeah. <laughs> was it Chris Rock? Um, yeah. But I don't think he was talking to him on a regular basis. I think it was just for... The commercials. But I'm just saying, Carl can turn this into like a major <laughs> branding thing, right? Hey, it's okay to be crazy and we'll pay you for it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That is absolutely hilarious. All right. Maybe maybe we need to... Maybe there needs to be a little Wayne Blackshear. I was just about to say that. I'm so sorry. Were you going to go to Wayne? I was trying to think of a name. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a name for him. What is? What could his name be for Wayne Blackshear? Little Mascara. No, we are not doing this Mascara <laughs> thing. All right, so we got we got Wayne being coined a couple years ago by uh, almost being called by Fat Wayne by Rick. So maybe we got Skinny Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Right? There you go. Remember when Rick was real critical of Wayne's weight? Weight? Yeah. So maybe we got uh, Slender Wayne. Slim. 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 Maybe it could just be Slim. Slim Wayne. Okay. Slim Wayne Wayne sitting on his shoulder. We need need Wayne to show a little bit more. In all seriousness, we kind of do. If he's yelling at himself or running up and down the court, I'm not complaining. (laughs) Sometimes he looks a little stagnant. So maybe he needs a little... A little multiple personalities. A little mania. I think Montrez needs a little... Down well, the shoulder too. That'd I be think he probably has already has a guy. <laughs> Somebody hiding in his dreadlock. He has enough. I think he has enough going on. All right. Well, story number two. Story number two. We were talking a little bit about Kurt Busch because I think we were doing the Kurt versus Kyle thing. But Lil, uh, Lil Wayne, Little Wayne. That's Lil Wayne. Why there did, it is. Oh why did we think of that? Oh my gosh, that was another Bam. one via Marcellus. I think it was taken, but. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Someone, okay. Someone's already using that? I think so, yeah. Oh. Okay, sorry to interrupt, Ashley. It's okay, I appreciate that. Story number two. Young Money. Um, NASCAR star Kurt Busch um, apparently has been testifying and um, apparently sounded like he rehearsed all of his answers and maybe even lied under oath when he testified in his domestic violence case, according to the judge. 
So, um, as we kind of alluded to earlier, Bush's ex-girlfriend, Patricia Driscoll, got a restraining order. Um, and in new documents, um, the judge explains why he ruled against Kurt Bush. According to the documents, Bush came off like he had been practicing and reciting his version of what happened during the alleged incident last September um, in a very specific order. Um, anytime he was asked to break down or break from that memorized order of events, he got flustered. Um, the judge says an honest witness should be uh, able to remember the truth in any sequence. So the judge felt Bush has so much to lose, um, obviously his NASCAR career and endorsements, but has um, therefore powerful incentive to lie on the stand. So he just felt like he didn't believe him. Um, Bush's attorney is appealing the restraining order, but clearly the judge um, kind of had some trust issues when it came to his side of the story. Um, so NASCAR also just in suspended Bush indefinitely. So, yeah. See what happened was <laughs> what had happened was what happened was what yeah, <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> Jeez, he's such a young guy. Yeah, yeah. and that's rough. And you know, it's funny, same, age, um, same age as Ashley. Come on. I mean, come on. She's more experienced, seasoned, like fine wine. Um, it's there is something too when I was reading that initially. You know, the reciting of or memorizing of answers. Because it comes off as it's not genuine and um, it doesn't read well to people. And that's something that's like in pageant coaching 101 that although you want to prepare yourself for all the answers or questions that people could ask you, you don't want to memorize an answer because then you when someone asks you something off, the, yeah, something, something off the cuff or something out of that sequence of what you memorized, then you look totally crazy. So Ashley Miller is, is um, offering to... Coach Kurt Bush on on how to take the stand, and uh, Kurt Bush can give his answer and then give his little princess wave like this, and then. That, can you do that again? <laughs> For all those people on radio who you know cannot see me doing my little princess wave. Princess <coughs> wave. But the uh, yeah, you know this whole thing is just uh, it's unfortunate because it's really is it really about NASCAR doing what's right and wrong, or is it really about NASCAR doing what's dollar and cents? What makes dollar and cents? You know, they don't want to lose a client. Uh, it's a, the same as the NFL. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they don't want that um, people to say, oh, you support domestic violence because you supported this person. And we're still, we're just in this, uh, we are in this whole era right now with social media and just making quick judgments on everything and yeah. not really know what's happening. I mean. It's, it's just unfortunate. And I, I wondered, I was thinking about with our caller, um, who turned out to be... Kurt. Kurt, instead of Chris. Yeah, sorry about that, Chris. Um, or, I, sorry, Kurt. Kurt. Sorry about that. <laughs> Kurt, sorry I called you Chris. We want Kurt to call back in. We do. We appreciate Kurt's call. In his litigious perspective, or whatever, however you describe what he's saying, is that is that in the public eye, people are guilty until proven innocent, whereas in reality... That's not the, the country we live in. Sure. And I was thinking um, as he was speaking and then um, through situations like this, it seems to be almost like an epidemic. Like this stuff is happening more and more and more. And it's frustrating, obviously, because you don't want to to say, oh, she's lying or he's lying or whatever. But you also at the same time um, don't want to dismiss behavior if that's what's happening. So the question, I always had this question. I always think about it for male athletes in particular, like how do we better train them to keep themselves out of these situations? Because I think that a lot of times 
it ends up in one of those, oh, we're partying, you went back to a hotel, or, or Con- Consensual whatever. sex. It seemed that way, but... So you say. Well, you, <laughs> right, and, and that could go either way. So it's like I always think, like, how can we train these guys, whether it's at the college level or in freaking rookie camp when they have to go through all those orientations and stuff, to talk about keeping themselves out of positions that will end up as a newspaper headline. Very easy. All you got to do is carry around a steno pad and some legal documents. At the end of a hard night of partying, you say, okay, are you open to consensual sex? Please sign this. But then if they're intoxicated, yeah, that's well, no and void. Yeah, I mean, it's that's... It's no and void at that point, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you got to have a breathalyzer along with it. Now, it doesn't matter. A blood test. It doesn't matter if the guy was drunk or anything like that either, you know? That's the thing. That's it, I don't know. It's... Women, film it. Women... <laughs> film it. <laughs> that's an interesting... A different topic is that uh, Warren Sapp got tr- busted for prostitution. I heard someone talking about how if they would have filmed it, Porn is legal. Yeah. So if you film a, a transaction and you're paying someone for participation in that, all of a sudden, if you film it, it's, it's legal. legal. Yeah. So that's the solution. <laughs> all of, whether it's a, via an exchange for money or consensual sex or anything, the solution to athletes and really everybody's problems is simple. Film, 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 film yourself having sex. <laughs> oh, gosh, the, uh, Kelly. <laughs> This is a Sunday morning show, so <laughs> all you guys driving to church. And uh, anyway, the um, the oh, the thing though with the Kurt Busch situation was that this was his former girlfriend. I mean, this was a girlfriend. This was not like someone he just picked up at I a mean, bar. And yeah. the, the part it, the, with the breakup, you know, like you never know. One side or the other is going to be pissed off. One side or the other is may want to try to get back at the other person. And you never really know what happened. Like, it's possible that he did go off on her. It's possible that he did not. Like, you just don't know. And it doesn't matter to me that it's a girlfriend because I know, like, I've heard of really, like, multiple women who date celebrities or athletes or whatever to get what they can. And when they get cut off, they get upset and they, they- do meaning bad things they take what leverage they have i mean one person may literally have ten thousand dollars or less of annual income or or zero one person may have 10 million of annual income so i mean i always use the kobe bryant example he was his charges were dismissed for rape weren't they they were yep but how many people the court of public opinion how many people believe kobe bryant maybe raped her no, I, no question. How many? Well, how a lot, many, and he very well may not have. But you know, just as much. How many of these women, to Ashley's point, are trying to trap a uh, one of these celebrity guys to impregnate her for a payday? Uh, that is an epidemic. So I mean, <clears throat> that doesn't seem to be needs a reality show is what it needs for me. Uh, I think there's there real probably of all multiple yeah. <laughs> basketball wives when like none of them are wives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, these guys are getting trying to get tricked into, you know, these situations that they can impregnate someone. The problem someone. is, it's too easy to do. Because guys... Too easy to sleep with men. It's too easy. Like, they're... they're women have been doing the same thing for years. And I always say, why don't you just use the condom? Why Why do you put yourself in the position to From let ma- this happen? Like, why why doesn't the male just use a condom? We're, yeah. way, we're way off topic. We are. All right. Should we move forward? <laughs> I mean, it, it is a good topic, I though. I brought it up. I'm not. It is not, a good topic, and, and it encompasses much to do with the um, celebrity and pop culture type stuff that we like to talk about here. Absolutely. The question was, how do we train them to stay out of these situations? Is filming, filming yourself having sex is the only solution I can come up with. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course it is. Um, story number three. Please don't um, my kids are not listening. Right. <laughs> um, so story number three. A lot. There was a lot of conversation. I don't know if, if Kelly touched on this in the knockout hour or not, but of course the Mayweather-Pacquiao deal has been sealed um, and is official in um, May. Was it May second? But it said the hotel, uh, the MGM Grand, actually sold out their hotel rooms in eight minutes after it was officially announced. Wow! So um, apparently, that is the considered now the fight of the century, and finding rooms in Vegas is going to be a big deal. But apparently, there's another big thing happening on May second. There's lots of big things. The Avengers is coming out. <laughs> oh, nah, that's not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, so apparently there had been some conversation um, between Marvel and I think maybe some of Mayweather's people. Um, because the Avengers part two, like the Age of Ultron, is supposed to open on May 1st, the same weekend as this Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Um, and so there was some conversation about whether or not Marvel would push the date forward or backwards to accommodate the fact that the whole world would be watching Mayweather Pacquiao and they said absolutely not yeah I don't think <laughs> I really don't think they're related at all I just I don't know I, I, maybe Mayweather is a is an Avengers fan and he really is not going to be able to go watch it. he wants to see it in the opening weekend maybe I don't know yeah I, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue um, but this could be good to go down as the greatest sports day of all time it really could we got the derby derby we got the playoffs. How awesome would it be if that fight was in Louisville at the um like at on Churchill Derby. Downs in the infield? In the infield. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Nothing. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather in, the, in the infield on Derby night. Racing? It, no, no, fighting. fighting. The fight actually. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You could get a lot of people there. What if, mm-hmm. what if they put the fight on the big screen at the at Churchill Downs? Why not? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. The uh, the uh, one thing though that would that would give Pacquiao way too much of an advantage. The conditions, the humid conditions in Louisville, will be way too much. like his home home uh, time and uh, where's he from? He's um the Philippines. The Philippines, yeah. Philippines. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Renee Gordon called in. She's actually a big fan of Ashley Miller's. Yeah. She want to say she appreciates Aww. everything Ashley does. She loves our show and she appreciates Ashley representing the city of Louisville. And she just wanted me to relay that message. She Aww, also said, awesome. also Thanks. said, go card. So Ashley, despite you saying you don't have many Twitter Twitter followers. When you tweet something out, you get reactions. Yeah. Oh, well, so you've got quality. some. You've got some good good followers. What story are we on, Fresh? We're talking about Pacquiao and Mayweather. <laughs> okay. That's, you don't What's have that? an opinion on. Oh no no I don't I don't even know who they are. <laughs> but the the great sports day. So we're going to have NBA, NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd May- Mayweather. Uh, we have day three the NFL draft, which the combine's going on right now, and then we're going to have the Yankees and the versus Red Sox. And the Avengers is coming out. Okay. It was what story was that? Was it that four? was three. number three? Okay. Going Moving four. right along. Story number four. Story number four. Um, a little less crazy, a little more interesting. I don't know. Whatever. So, um, ex NFL star Michael Clayton is. Um, I remember him. Big wide receiver. Yeah, he's doing some really cool things. Doing uh, makeovers in the Tampa area home, um, all for the benefit of at risk youth. So Clayton, who won the Super Bowl with the Giants back in 2012. Um, started the LAF project in Tampa a couple years ago, where um, which provides housing and mentorship for kids who have aged out of the foster system. So they're 18 through 23 years old and have no assistance, um, he says, and not prepared for life at all. So the goal is to set them, um, is to get them to a point where they can exist in society. So Michael says he spent $50,000 of his own money into the project, and um, the 12 men staying at his house at this time will have 
um, top-notch places to call home. So he's saying he has seven construction crews around the Tampa area um, that are putting all the bells and whistles, granite countertops, new baseboards, the whole nine, to make sure that these kids, or, well, young adults now, have a nice place to call home while they're trying to get their feet on the ground. You you go with a Carlito story and then a real estate feel-good story. Now I, know. I don't know who to pick. I know. Because, you got to. <laughs> you know? It's rough. I like the real estate feel-good story. Yeah. All right. Good stuff there. Michael Clayton, former first-round pick. I remember him. Wasn't that great of a pro, but I guess he did win a Super Bowl. All right. Moving right along. Story number five. Story number five. Um, I don't know if you guys maybe remember Mike Williams, who was a USC yep. big, also wide a, receiver. Also a big, tall first-round pick, mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, he is has announced officially that his goal is to be USC's first black head coach. Wow. And um, he's starting by coaching at a middle school in L.A. Sure. Well, that, <laughs> so, in all seriousness, that is the way people take steps toward it, right? Yeah. yeah. N- so, not usually. I mean, not, you, not usually. You, some don't, people, you don't start at that. Some people do. Not, normally, you have to be like a grad assistant and then work your way through that. Like In college. College coaches tend to start in college and work their way up. They don't usually go from middle school to high school to college. It happens, but it's not It's not very likely. Maybe he should exercise middle school does sound pretty extreme. at USC to get... A GA. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, a lot of people do that. He needs to be a GA somewhere. Yeah, but apparently he said he applied to a couple of high schools um, that schools thought he'd have. Um, you know, he could be he could get good athletes to come to those schools, but they didn't even call him back for an interview. So um, he's now coaching a middle school team. Great stuff. Well, my, I got to choose the one that sparked so much great discussion. <laughs> what was it, Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush, Kurt the Bush. story about the the Guilty until proven innocent approach that we take on sports. That's my favorite from Ashley's Loco Cinco this morning. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with the real estate, the feel-good story, real estate story. Okay. And me, the nurse, will go with the mental disorder that is Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> and the l- little, Wayne, little Wayne solution that and we have. And the little Wayne solution, yes. And the little, little Wayne solution was made to us by none other than someone who's on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now, Marcellus. How are you doing this morning, Marcellus? Marcellus, you there? Marcellus. Oh, wait a second. Oh. I, 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 had a mu- I had a muted still. Are you there, oh. Marcellus? Hello? Hey, Marcellus. How's it hey going? There. Pretty good. How y'all doing this morning? Doing great. Good, good, good. We hey, Mike, good. I had a question for you, man. I, I remember we were talking about uh, Russell Westbrook last week, and then he ended up winning the uh, NBA All-Star MVP. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, that doesn't prove anything That besides the fact that the guy can score. He, he had a great... Uh, showing in the in the NBA All Star game where they played tons of defense and um, <laughs> and his selfishness can be uh, rewarded. That's fantastic. So and he also went thirty three ten and seven last night. I just wanted to point that out too, yeah. man. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, again, it looks his numbers can be fantastic and they still don't win a title. That's you know that's that's the reality of it. So. Marcellus, if you if you want to get Mike involved and engaged in NBA talk, throw this at him. In that same game where Russell Westbrook had a big game last night, guess who had a big game also for the... Durant? Nope, nope. I'm actually maybe going... E- Enos Cantor. Oh, yeah? So, M- Marcellus, I know you're an NBA guy. I know that we, we all like to follow the guys who at least were on the roster locally and then contribute in the NBA. What do you think of the overall significance of this year's trade deadline? And in particular, how significant is it that basically the, the Thunder are... Gaining Enos Cantor and that they lost Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, how big of a deal is that? Um, I think 
more so than just Enos Cantor, I think you, you get a whole bench. I think the Thunder, since they moved from Seattle, from being the Sonics, I think their whole thing has been, oh, they've never had a bench. They've never had a backup point guard. They did let go of Reggie Jackson, but they get DJ Augustine instead. They get Kyle Singler. They get, I think, is it Steve Novak. Um, and guys like you said, play. Enos Cantor. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be a really tough, if they stay the AC, they're going to be really tough in that AC. And I think they're going to give uh, Golden State a run for their money, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, all those guys can be really good role players. And so um, the the Reggie Jackson thing was kind of, was really kind of predictive because that's kind of how they've they've gone in the past. Whenever they got those young guys that look like they, they, they trade them and get some value for them before they lose them in free agency, uh, knowing that they probably can't resign a guy like that. So... Um, but they did make they make great moves. All those guys can fill, especially when you look at a guy like Novak who can who can really shoot it, Singler who can shoot it, and DJ Augustine who can be a really dynamic type player. Um, I think uh, that those were good, great moves. I, I love the Kendrick Perkins move to to the Cavs too. By the way, I think that's a great move for them as well. Who's your winner uh, post trade deadline? <sighs> I know I like the Sixers picking up another pick. Um, but that's not going to make a big impact. It's not going to make now, but no. I mean, for the future for them. Um, of course, I, I love the fact that Brandon Knight's going to the Phoenix Suns. We get all those Kentucky players there. Uh, I, I never under, I didn't understand that that move. No, by the Bucks. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't either. Um, it's, I, I would have. To, I don't know. I think. I think Cleveland getting Perkins is makes them the odds-on favorite now to win the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Who do you think? Um, who do you think's the winner, Marcellus? Out of the trade date, trade deadline? Yeah. Or um, I'd have to I'd have to go with the Thunder just because of the multiple pieces that they were able to get. I think um, Aaron Aflalo to Portland was a really really big pickup for them. Um, Aaron Aflalo can be a starter on any team, I believe, and just him coming off the bench after he's the same guy as Wesley Wesley Matthews, good defender, good three point shooter. Um, I think that's a, a really big move it's, uh, as well. So um, I don't, I can't predict. I think the West is just way too deep right now. I still don't believe in jump shooting teams. Um, I hope that Golden State and Portland might be able to prove me wrong this year, but I, I don't know, man. It's up in the air. I don't think the East has it. Just when um, a lot of people said that the Heat came out and they wanted the, the trade deadline, but then you lose Chris Bosh the day after. So it's, it's tough. Marcellus, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much for your participation in the show each week. We really look forward to hearing from you next weekend. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcellus. Thank you. Hey, you too. I love the show, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Good stuff there, guys. We're actually going to head back to the Oxmo Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. If he is still on the line, he's been waiting patiently, and I know Ashley's looking forward to it. We have none other than Hink. How are you doing this morning, Hink? <laughs> what's, what's, going, what's going on, fellas? And Sidekick. <laughs> good morning, sunshine. Yeah, it's always a good morning whenever I make my presence felt. <laughs> hey, let me. Uh, I, I just find it funny, man. That, that y'all was talking about uh, Wayne Blatcher on the earlier segment, talking about uh, <laughs> what is he going to do? He's going to turn it on to help this team, guide this team. <laughs> man, it, Wayne is pitiful. Mascara is pathetic. Hey, look here. This guy had zero points, zero assists. I mean, I mean, he was not a factor. Not even a factor. I mean, now it's getting so bad. 
they try to go on the films just to try to give him assist. That's how bad it is. Rick is so desperate for this man to be successful. He's going into the archives. To me, I don't even think he's going to game from Wednesday night. I think he's going to game from two years ago to try to pull out one stat to give this boy just to, just to give him some credit because that's how sad and pathetic his sorry behind is. That is pitiful, man. That Syracuse loss I mean, is terrible. And then last, and then last night, uh, yesterday, you guys barely beat Miami. Miami is horrible. And, and, I mean, this is this is so amusing. Little fans are pumped. Oh, we're coming around. We're talking about it was a big game. It was a big game because your side behind it won't lose three games in a row to non-conference, non-tournament type teams. That's why it was a big game. And then the most important thing here had to happen. Your man, Montrez, the sissy hurl, you know, man punk, his butt is going to sit there and do a play like this. I'm going to grab the ball. I'm going to throw it off the man's face, even though I'm falling in bounds. Not out of bounds. I'm falling in bounds. And what so happens? After the game, they interview. The, the, my, 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 my folks always told me the most dangerous person is a, when an ignorant person gets exposure. And his ignorant butt had to get a mic put in front of him, and he started talking. Once again, I said Charlotte Brown's feature is speaking. So, I'm going to try to understand it. I'm trying to translate it because my son said, what is he saying? He's, I said, son, he's not speaking English. He's, he's got a third world language he speaks. It's called ignorance. That's the language. You speak ignorance. So, I'm trying to help him understand it because I'm, I'm like, maybe if I rewind it, i slow it down. I'm trying to understand, but I couldn't. It was so hard. Maybe one of you, Ashley, you ignorant little fan. Maybe you understood what the man said. Because I definitely couldn't do it. Let me tell you what he was saying in so many words. Rick Bowles asked him a question. He got so frustrated. He said, man, it's a basketball play. That's all it was. No, I wasn't trying to intentionally hit that. Yes, it was, you punk. He was trying to intentionally hit him. He was intentionally trying to. You just, Montrez just being Montrez. He's doing ignorant, stupid stuff. What do you expect from this guy? The first time the guy got to an altercation, I heard people calling him thug. Now, that wasn't the right word to use, but that's what some white folks call just black people now. Thugs do N-words. I didn't want to go there, but then he messed around do something this stupid. I tried to defend your side, but uh, punk trail, but you ain't helping me. You're not helping me at all. I feel bad for you because you, it's obvious you're not making it to the class. It's, not, it's obvious you're not making it to your public speaking class if you're making it to any other class. All, it's all obvious the, it's not happening. All their courses it's are on the like, internet, so it doesn't really matter. Boycotting. Huh? All their courses are on the internet anyway. It doesn't really matter, right? They're taking oh, oh well, that, that may be true. But, hey, hey, but then when they talk about they cancel classes, I started laughing. You available cancel classes? I didn't know they, I didn't know they had classes. I thought they had them Carolina-type classes. <laughs> Stop it, canceling classes. Ain't that the piss. Congratulations to the 27-year-old Kentucky team. I don't want to talk about Punk Trail no more because he sickens me. I don't want to talk about Mascara no more because he's not even a factor. He doesn't even show up. Yeah, you talk about who needs a Carlito. He needs somebody to talk to him. Somebody needs to talk to his, 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 his old soft behind because Mascara just ain't going to cut it for him. He ain't going to do anything for you. He's not going to have them Ed O'Bannon-type blackout-type folks. He's, you might as well forget Ashley. I know your man crush, and he don't even like he don't even like women. 
Actually, I don't even know why you got a crush on him. <laughs> but that's why I don't like women. Hey, let's get on the positive side so of things. let me go and put that out there. How, how awesome. Doesn't like women. How awesome was the balance attack? The balance attack of Kentucky last night. How awesome was it? Look here, man. It was the greatest thing that ever happened. It was the greatest thing that could happen. We put up a hundred. You know something? I, I, I know. I know Ashley and and rest these old sorry little fans. They looked at the game with envy eyes because it's obvious. I heard on the thing earlier. Actually, you didn't want to give Kentucky no credit. He didn't want to give us no credit, but we don't want you because you a slip rock. A what? We don't want y'all on our team. So even if Louisville loses, when they do lose in the, in the, in the second in the second game they play, we don't want you cheering for us. Please don't. Because you'll bring us down. We don't want that. Last thing, last thing, because you and I are close to the same age. How much did Tony Delk mean to you as a kid? <laughs> Tony that Hey, that brought tears to my eyes. He don't cry much on anything. But when I seen my man getting his double zero retired and put up in the rap, that was a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful thing. Because I, I remember Tony Delk. You know, I'm like, look at this little guy, man. He's, 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 he's six foot one, barely, if he's that. And he's played a two-guard, but this guy could shoot out of the gym. Yep. And when he fired that thing up, I knew it was going in. I knew it was going in. When we played against Syracuse, hey, that guy balled. He wanted to save uh, Rick Pitino from, from being the biggest uh, loser, like, uh, uh, what's that, a Bay High for choking in the big games. Thank you, Tony Duff, for all you've done, for your four years of dedication and loyalty. Thank you. And congratulations to him. Yeah. That was a bigger cost. He deserved to be in that Raptors. I, I look forward to seeing a couple more players up there. Maybe a Tayshawn Prince here sometime soon. Maybe a Keith Rogans. Um, somebody like that. I mean, and hey, we got plenty of rooms up in the Raptors. We're going to have enough room for, for retired numbers and championships. That's all that's we're playing for right now. Four to know. Hate it or not, Ashley, I know it, I know it don't, don't sit well with you. I know it doesn't. Because if I was a sorry little fan, it wouldn't sit well with me either. Hey, Louisville sucks 27 later, baby. <laughs> we always appreciate Hink's calls, even if he gets a little carried away there. He got carried away? It's Ashley, I mean, he... He's on, he's on good behavior, I He thought. clearly listens to the show, which is good. Which yeah. is good, the whole show. He listens to the whole show, and he knows that Ashley was given an opportunity to try to give Kentucky a little bit of... Credit, and I did not take it. You did not take it. So you're consistent. Hink is consistent also. <laughs> he and then he, he, his participation is very high. I got a uh, message from Darren in Chicago that wants to weigh in on Little Wayne for a potential name. <laughs> okay. He suggests Wavelon. <laughs> Wave lawn. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Wait, we we uh, do we need to go to a break? We do need to go oh, to a break, do. guys. Yeah, we need to go to a break. We're gonna try to get our man. The phone lines have been very active today. Actually, it's been We're, a great show. It has been a great show. We're gonna try to get our man Brandon J. Lawrence on with us uh, during the last segment of the show. Brandon is the reason we're on the air every Sunday from ten until noon. Best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. 502-587-0041. Is how you reach Brandon. Any questions you have regarding personal injury law, any um, medical malpractice, or, you know, you get hit by the proverbial bus, give Brandon a call. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Stay tuned for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Do you know that man makes you money? Goodbye. From other men. This is a man. Let me tell you, baby. 
1996 or 1997, and James Brown did a free concert on the Belvedere for the Derby. It was, it was awesome. I'll never forget it. I, I told I you. Been there. I told you I saw James Brown at the fr- the very first or maybe the second ever Bonnaroo, which was like 12 years ago. Has anyone ever se- has anyone seen the James Brown movie? I have. I, have, I still haven't. Really good. I still I haven't. It. I really. Um, need to see so good. It. I'm gonna buy it. It's on DVD now. I really need to see it. I like but, um, James Brown. It ended, and I was like, I wanted more. Oh yeah. It was a good movie, and the guy, um, I can't remember the guy's name right now that played him. I'll bring it up here. Um, he did a fantastic. Is that job. the same guy that is in the Dodge Dart commercials? That was on the. Uh, no, you know who the guy who plays James Brown is the same guy who plays Jackie Robinson. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and he plays the kid in Draft Day. Yeah, exactly. That Draft mm-hmm. Day movie with Kevin Costner? Yeah. yeah. Which is now on my DVR because I really like it. I haven't seen Draft Day either. I need to, you I need haven't? To see that, yeah. We need to come over. We'll have a, a movie night. party movie night. There we go. Yeah, I, I watched Draft Day like three times this week, actually, when <laughs> all the snow. So... All right, Brandon J. Lawrence, Weekend Sports Buzz here from Full Effect, Mike Indolfo, Kelly Patrick, Ashley Miller. We got about, what, like 13 minutes left to go? We do, and we're actually going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now where we have none other than Brandon J. Lawrence himself. The man. Brandon, how awesome is our Kentucky Wildcats? Hey, what's happening, y'all? How y'all doing? I mean, 27-0, 110 points. Dell gets his jersey retired. This is like, this is awesome, you know? I mean, how awesome was that performance last night? I know it was against Auburn, but still. I mean, it doesn't matter who it didn't matter who it was, Mike. It was you awesome. were, you were at the game. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, what I mean, what else can be said, man? Just, just bring on, bring this, bring us, take us straight to Indianapolis, man. I'll tell you what, I, it's it's looking it's looking like that's. I, I'll be a nervous wreck during the whole and silver tournament, though. I got I got a bit, and I will. It'll just be one of those things. <laughs> You know that they gotta avoid that upset. Yeah, we got a buddy of mine. Yeah, that's the, the guy that I went to uh, last night, went to the game with yesterday. Brought up a great point. It kind of reminds me of that. You know that the John Wall year when we lost West Virginia, but everyone forgets about how great that Kansas team was that year, and then they lose to Northern Iowa. And, and you know anything like yeah. Ashley said earlier, anything can happen in the tournament. So I'm, I'm going to be a nervous wreck the entire time. And, and, and you're right, because that's the thing about it. The best team, I think this is probably the only tournament in the world where the best team doesn't always win. Yeah. I mean, when you got you a one-game scenario. Yeah. I'd like to see the NCAA tournament go yeah. to the College World Series model, where you had, like, the three, you know, the double elimination, and then you go to a three-game series, and then double elimination in a three-game series. That may take away some of the allure. Yeah. That may take away some of the attraction it to would, it, though. It would, yeah, it would. But Kentucky would win every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey, man are, y'all, are y'all watching any of this uh, any of this combine? I was just looking that stuff up. I haven't been watching anything. I just know that Kelly Patrick's got to be super excited because Bud Dupree's going to be a bingle. That's my prediction. <laughs> hey, look, man, Vic, Be- Vic Beasley, this, guy, this guy's crazy. This guy's off the charts, man. If you didn't know uh, the, 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 the lineman from Clemson. What's he got going on? I mean, he's just, he's just lazy. Fair. I think he ran like a 4-4 four, a four, four, or 4-3-40. Four, um, you know, he's, kinda, he's a little bit undersized, 
Well, he's the same cat. They kind of put him in the same category as uh, Jadavion Clowney. So uh, watch out for Vic Beasley, man. What do you think about the uh, the shoulder issue going on with my man Jameis Winston? Not really my man, by the way. Just he looks well, like uh, he's he, got. He's, I, I, he's good to go. I think he's good to go, man. He just you know, baseball, football. He just needs a little bit of time off. Um, he made all the throws yesterday. Um, you know, he ran a he ran a pedestrian forty, but who cares? Because he's. I mean, he's he's he made the best throws out of all the quarterbacks. I mean, and I'm gonna tell you, man, sleeper. People are talking about this cat. Uh, they are, but not as much. Brett Hundley, the dude from UCLA. I think this guy's. I think he's real deal, man. There you go. Now he uh, he came in with a lot of hype at the beginning of the year. Was a Heisman candidate. UCLA didn't have the season that they thought they were gonna have, but yeah, I think he could definitely be a guy. We've seen in the past these guys that are late round quarterback picks tend to, tend to do okay. So, um, just like this, uh, the thing that's interesting to me about this is that there's a lot of really good running backs. It seems like in this uh, in this class too, um, that you could wait till the second or third day and still pick up a guy who could be a, a top quality running back. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it depends on the need, but I mean right, these these teams are throwing so much. It's it's the same, but the running back has become, you know, become an afterthought. They don't even, and you don't even see fullbacks. It's it's not even a position anymore. It's crazy how the game is just, you know, how how it's progressed. But I mean, yeah, you can you can get you can the running backs are like, you know, you can get them any day. So, but hey, hey man, I'm gonna let y'all go because I'm in church, man. I stepped out of church. I was getting a good word, and I and the thing about Texas. I, 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 and I, I'm a, I'm a pray. I don't know. I don't know if Hink called in yet. He did. I'm a pray for the cards. <laughs> he, of course, he called already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. I'm gonna tell you, man. Hey, uh, it took it took everything in the cards to to be the mediocre team yesterday. And I'm I'm a pray for him. Um, I'm I'm a pray for him that they make it that they make it out of the second round this year. That's what I, that's my prayer. That's my prayer today. Appreciate it because we need it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, God be with you. We'll talk. We'll talk to you later, Brandon. Go with God. All right, later. All right, man. Thank, thank you very much for the call there, Brandon. Keep in mind, for all of our 1450 WXVW loyal listeners, the weekend golf guys will not be on after the weekend sports buzz. Um, the this this uh, Sunday, no golf guys. We have the. Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee game is coming up at 1230. So stay tuned to 1450 WXVW to hear Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. We're going to head back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, which should cap off a very active, very active day uh, as far as callers go. We have Blue on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Blue? I'm doing real good on top of the world, man. How's everybody? He must. He's obviously got a Kentucky fan, so. Got a comment about Montrezl Hurl, then I want to ask Mike about Devin Booker. Montrezl Hurl, in my opinion, if he had gone to UK, he'd be he'd been in the pros right now because I believe Calipari develops. Well, see how he's working with, with Dakari Johnson? He develops his big men have you know uh, good low post moves. I like that about him, man. Montrezl Hurl definitely has the skills to do it. He just needs somebody to, to you know kind of like bring it out more, man. I don't, I don't know, but about Devin Booker, went in surely he was not projected to be a, a, a first round or. Uh, Whatever, man. No one and done. 
way he's playing, he is, man. Let me get your, your opinion on that, Mike. I, I was I was talking about this last night, too, with with a couple of guys. It was like, you know, this is a guy, when he came in, I thought, this is going to be the perfect three-year player for Cal, three- to four-year player for Cal, and he can be a good, solid player. And he, it, to me, it was almost like symbolizing like a change in mindset in recruiting. Then Booker comes out and shows that he's not just a shooter. He's an excellent defender. He can use his length. He can take it to the basket. Uh, Booker's going to be a top 20 pick in the draft. And, um, I, and yeah, I, I, one of those guys that I didn't count on them uh, leaving. But, I mean, I, I take him before the Harrison Twins. Yeah, I mean, that, first off, thank you very much for the call, Blue. That caps off a very active weekend sports bus show. But that's a great point. Look at Willie Cauley-Stein. How valuable is he? He wasn't as highly rated as, like, what, did he come in with New Orleans Noel? He came in with New Orleans, and he was in the 30s, and, and then he jumped big. But that that was more, again, because of the fact he, that he signed with Kentucky. Well, I think, well no, he, his ranking being so low was because he just didn't – A, he was fairly new to basketball, and he didn't participate in a lot of these AAU events that – I mean, he did, did some, but it wasn't like he had the big-time exposure that some of these other guys did. And then Willie Jean, he can just do things that no one at his size – We've never really seen anything quite like Willie Cauley-Stein before, athletically. And whoa, 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 whoa! What the hell are you trying? Are you serious? Actually, what the hell is he trying to say here? <laughs> that Willie Cauley-Stein has revolutionized the sport of basketball? I didn't say that. Hold your horses there. I'm saying at seven three, the move the way is he, he moves. Is he seven three? Yeah. For him to move the way he an moves. official seven three or a seven one and a half. That he measured maybe seven one and a half. We'll see. Regardless, he moves very seven well. footer for him to be able to guard a perimeter player. He's developed he his. Yeah, he, he developed is. his short his mid range game. No, he does, still doesn't have any offense. Oh, uh, he is. He's better at it than Montrez is. Maybe from fifteen feet. He's not out. as good of a dunker. He doesn't dunk as frequent. Oh my God! Get out of this. Maybe not as frequent, but he put the dunk he had against Florida was. Disgusting. He's listed on the website at UK as seven feet. So we'll see what he comes out in Just the Just like a Kentucky fan, want to always expand the truth. What's next? How do you go from seven feet to seven three? I think he's still growing. Carl Anthony Towns is seven six. That's Mike? possible. Carl Towns is uh, six nine. Six, How ten? tall is Carl? All I know is Carlito is about two inches tall, but you know. I think maybe he's more like a foot. A foot tall? Maybe. Yeah. All right. But the uh, overall, you know, both those guys. Both Carl and Willie are going to be drafted uh, ahead of Montrez. I think Montrez is actually his his recent activity is really really hurting him. Just uh, no question about it. His his draft draft stock has to be plummeting. So same goes with Terry Rozier. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate. That's why we don't know which of them will come back or what will them. be gone, or both of them will be gone, or both of them will stay. We don't know. Do you believe that Rick gives them the best? Advice that's I do. important to, to, for them? Very much yeah. so, yes. 100%. 100%. Ashley, do you agree? I agree. I hope so. <laughs> what are you suggesting there, Mike? Is that... I don't know. L1C4. So, <laughs> Which this team, they need to rebrand themselves almost, don't they, Ashley? Well, they need to figure out who they are first. Yeah. The, and then we can commence to brand it. L1C4 does not fit this team. I don't think it's a team thing. It's a university thing. Okay. Any uh, any concern about Devontae Parker's not slow forty time because you can't say a four six five is slow by any means, but it definitely was not one of the radar the top receivers. It, it is surprising to me that it wasn't faster for some reason. I, I uh, he just seems so. Yeah, I think he has better on field speed. That's maybe. what I was going to say. Some he's just he's just the type of guy who just on the field he's really fast. I, I don't know. I what don't it disagree is. with that. 
Jerry Rice probably didn't run any faster than that. Greatest receiver of all time. Well, he's a possession guy, right? I mean, it's, that's the, the bottom line. Is Devontae Parker is going to be a possession guy in the NFL. Also very explosive. Yes. So I don't think it's going to really hurt his draft stock. As long as he ends up in Minnesota, I'll be a happy camper. That will be just... What's, this, this place will turn into a total purple place. If that happens. But of course, Minnesota overall, Gorgie Jang has been playing very well. Yeah. Richard Patino. We'll see how long he's there. <laughs> we'll see. It's been a yeah. great show, guys. We've covered a lot of ground. We've had calls from Hink, Marcellus, Carolina, Truth, The Blue. 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 Thanks for calling in. Renee. We're leaving somebody else out. I know we are. Carolina, Truth, Hink. Hink. Yeah, very great show. Blue. Shout out to my girl Erica, who just Instagrammed a picture of her listening to us on the radio. Wow. All right, there you go. Devontae Parker, by the way, was fifth in the bench press out of the wide receivers. Really? Oh, yeah. What so was it? How many seven, times did he get up 225? 17. Uh, uh, 17. I can get that up once. Once? And I'm very proud of that. Good. Congratulations. That's crazy that Devontae Parker is so thin, and he can do it... Tw- 17 times? 17 times. That's amazing. Someone like Larry Allen can do it like 50 times. How many times can you do it? One time. One. Yes. Mike? Uh, I, I just do push-ups because that's over the 225 pounds. <laughs> 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 uh, go ahead. It's been a great show. We appreciate Brandon Lawrence allowing us to be on the air each week. Keep in mind, the those weekend golf guys will not be on the air following us. We have the... Western Kentucky game coming up at 1230, so stay tuned to 1450 WXVW, the only locally owned sports radio station, the only organic sports radio station in the city of Louisville and surrounding areas. Thanks for a great show. Be sure to tune in next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.